You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Mattern. for life it's the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts i mean it's been voted by no one but i can just feel inside me that eventually people will say you that. can feel an energy yes there's an energy brewing about the podcast and i'm gonna say like this yes with me co-guest host this week the great tanya i'm gonna mispronounce your name i'm gonna say my version and then okay. you say the real version aranzo no yeah, I know, but I screw up everyone's name. Benji's not here this Do week. I usually mispronounce Benji's name on purpose as Susimin, and he always says it the right way and then threatens to never work me again at this club. <laughs> so it's great dynamic. Well, so do you want the white pronunciation or the Latina pronunciation? Uh-oh, we got a Spanish person in the booth. Yes, give both. Okay. Start with the honky version. Guess which one? Oh, well, you ruined it. I was going to say guess which one. White version, Erazo. Right, no, just. Oh my god! Oh my god! Now we're in just massive. We're off right to a bad jump. start here. So, first version. Yes. Erazo. I wonder which one that is. Erazo is Spanish. Yeah. That's right. You really say it. Yes. Erazo. Spell it out for the people. E R A Z O. You're adding too many syllables and stuff to <laughs> what that. What are you talking the about? Spanish are wrong in this situation. I didn't do like a double R like. Say erazo. it again. Spanish version. Erazo. Yeah, it just, just doesn't sound right. I think the honky version's better. Say it again. The honky version. White person. Erazo? Yeah, I think that's how it, it should sounds be. sounds so plain. Look, if you're voting in this country and taking <laughs> our jobs. Learn the language. All that hacky nonsense. Yeah, exactly. Please explain to everyone listening your background so they know how qualified you are here. My background yeah. is in like... Well, no, uh, with uh, your degree. Oh, okay. And what you used to do. In this fine building. So know. I actually used to be, I don't even know what it was called then, the operations manager, which basically was the person here during all the shows who would get yelled at if things went wrong. Yes. And then didn't really have to do much because everyone knew how to do their jobs. At Stand Up New York. At Stand Up day, New York. Under an old regime. Yes. And you said when things went wrong. Things went wrong a few times back in the yeah. old regime. Yeah. Yes. A few times. Just a little bit. I think it had to do with the fact that most of the staff was completely inebriated the whole time. Yeah. You guys don't realize this. And I'm looking at our producers, John, and of course, AJ, Super Tramp, the legend. Um, this place used to be like, first of all, I'm going to drop names, but the general manager was basically like Caligula. Like yeah. it was basically. He was like a tyrant. Things were draconian. Yes, you were going to drink, yeah. do whatever you want. There was rumors of sex in basements and There drugs. were not rumors. There were actual things happened. We're dropping bombs on your moms right now <laughs> with Tanya. <laughs> yes. Um, see, and it was so crazy. Yeah, like, there'd be double bookings all the time, triple bookings. Yeah, or like people wouldn't show up or, well, this happens anywhere, but like the... What do you call them? The guys that would sell the tickets. They would like tell people like Jerry Seinfeld's gonna be there, and there's an all-you-can-eat salad bar. All you, I have never in my like, years of doing comedy in New York have ever heard all-you-can-eat salad bar. Yeah, why would you come for that? At a comedy show, who does it? Now at a strip club, that's one thing. <laughs> that's always a grace. I've never partaken in strip club. <laughs> why would you? You get like oral herpes. How just do you from know you get oral, everyone has oral herpes. Well, yeah, sure. Oh, no, are we denying that? I mean, you've never had a cold sore. I think I think you've you never just. Had a cold I no, and I think you just told us a lot about yourself. I have cold sores. I'm in the majority here. It's not like, it's not like I said I had like anal herpes. That's something <laughs> different. That's the minority. It's, isn't it the same thing? You just it's different strains. You still have herpes. Okay, I have that, but I don't have the kind that goes on your pecker or in the the booty hole or in between. Yeah, so but if okay. you if you kiss somebody's booty hole or you know, I don't believe it. It's gonna go on their booty hole. That's propaganda. 
It's not propaganda. That's what girls who are super hypochondriacs try to say <laughs> to keep you from kissing them if you have one or they have when one. When you have open mouth sores, they're like, don't touch my butthole. And you're like, you're a hypochondriac. Well, buttholes later. Let's start with the, the, with the mouth hole. Um, I had a girl once. I had to break down earlier in the year. She had a, uh, she had a cold sore. Mm-hmm. She's like, we can't she had herpes. We can't. Boy, that really takes the shine on everything. <laughs> I'm about to tell you a romantic story, and you're like, oh, she with had your herpes? with your herpes infested girlfriend. Oh my god, it wasn't my girlfriend. Okay, it you... was a girl. We were. I was in another city, maybe even another country. Your interest at yes. that time. Um, and I was trying to like look connecting. We should just make out. And she's like, I cannot. I have a cold sore. I'm like, you can look. Look, what does that mean? I'll give you mouth herpes. I who doesn't have <laughs> mouth herpes? Who doesn't? A lot of I people took, don't have mouth herpes. It took two days to break it. This is a, can we get a statistic? Can we get a look up of percentage of people with oral herpes? Sorry, cold sores. Let's 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 put the shine back on it <laughs> with mouth sores. Okay, uh, that's what I want to look into. So she was in. Then if something else happens, and then you wipe your mouth after kissing me, and then you touch your penis, then you're gonna have penis herpes, and then you're gonna have this. And I'm like, this is all psychobabble. You're just debating in your head, should you make out with me? And when you do that, then you put the, the foot down. I just did the Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you kissed her and she had a cold sore, you would also... I don't know if you would get a cold sore, but you would contract whatever... I'm here to tell you. With uh, Did you kiss a her? A lot of... Pro- is that how you got your cold sores? And maybe a little more. <laughs> um, fact of the matter is, clean as a... Didn't get it. Didn't get it, and four days later, I was like looking in the mirror, and oh, if ninety percent, oh here we go, oh okay, about fifty to eighty percent of U.S. adults have oral herpes. That's a that? huge that's John Hopkins. No, but that's a huge gap. You, fifty John. to eighty percent. Well, they're not studying everyone. They're not stopping everyone in the streets. This is John Hopkins. Okay, so they're very good in medicine, but. They could do a better study, I bet but that too was busy like, I bet that was lacrosse. one guy in your same position that was trying to convince women to make out with him or it, have sex with him, and he's like, no, 50 to 80% of people have herpes it's on their mouths. It's Johns Hopkins. <laughs> maybe maybe it was kings a... kings and queens <laughs> of medicine in America. Maybe it was some loser who couldn't get laid, and he was like, I'm going to make this study that says that everybody has this. I can't get laid, so what I'm going to do is become the <laughs> dean... And the head professor. I'm going to compromise. Yes, at the number one our medical reputation. school yeah. in America. Is John Hopkins, that's that's number one. Thank you, Producer John. Yes. Why don't you, why don't you put that in your pipe and smoke it? Oh, Razo, <laughs> with your nonsense with that. You never had a cold sore? No. You don't kiss around much, though. No, not really. See, comics, we, uh, this is going to be a shock, are whores. I don't believe that. No, no. Um, um, because a lot of us, another shock, <laughs> back in the day when we were forming ourselves as individuals that were probably going to end up in comedy, weren't getting laid or attention from the opposite sex, or if they're homosexual, the same sex, um, that happened, you know, a lot of that. So now a lot of us, I believe, go by the motto of take what you can get. <laughs> If it's there, it's, it's quality over quantity. Or wait, no, quantity it over is quality. Quantity over quality. But I've always said, all right, and this is something I did learn from mentors of mine mm-hmm. growing up. By growing up, I mean. Did they also have herpes? Your mentors? I guarantee, if I call all my, my my mentors, they'll say, if you didn't catch something, you weren't trying hard enough. I'll be <laughs> honest about that. All right. Did they teach you how to kiss? Is that how you got herpes? Yes, I learned how to kiss. <laughs> and my my dear friend Greg Martin, who was, I looked up to, my buddy's older brother, his friend, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I want to get a lot of women. Well, this is how you get them. Kiss me first. <laughs> no, that did not happen. That's crazy. Um, he taught me. All right, so this, this is back in the day. 18, 19, 20, 21. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm a virgin still. I'm going to a bar in Vegas. We used to hang out at Patty's Pub. That's a shout out. Mm-hmm. They... Look, it's a new regime there. No one's going to get in trouble. And I think half the bartenders who are working there are dead now. God bless their souls. Um, so they, you can't do nothing to them. Um, they wouldn't check your ID. Or if you just had any kind of ID, even if it didn't look like Like I had a dude named Tommy Cooper's ID. Tommy mm-hmm. Cooper's a light-skinned black guy. Swear to God. And <laughs> They're so, like, you look like him. Yeah, close enough. Hey. And so uh, I don't know why they talked like that. They didn't. But I just like <laughs> to do that. And so um, they let you hang out. So I'm meeting all these older cool cats, and it's good. A lot of them are... 
friends of an older brother, one of my best friends, Notch. And this dude, Greg, I looked up to him, man, because he always pulled women, was always smooth, walked in confident. And uh, his nickname was Dr. Martin. And he told me, he's like, I can tell you get a lot of ass, just like me. We, we're going to connect. I had, <laughs> I don't think I was was late at all at that point. But you have to play it up. You have to pretend, yeah, yeah. Because you think that's You're the like, right I move. get tons. I get tons of ass. That's who you can tell doesn't get laid. The guy who no. says they get laid a lot out like that, like, yeah, I get all kinds of pussy, gets nothing. Tony Montana well, beginning a Scarface when he's like, yeah, I'm like an octopus over here. I get so much. No, you don't. <laughs> Tony wasn't the guys, getting any ass then. The guys that get the most pussy are the ones that deny that they do. Because they don't they're want... Like, they're like, no. Uh, or they brush it off. They don't say no or yes. They're just like, whatever. Because they don't want all the pussy knowing that they're side pussy. Right, exactly. And like tough guys don't want... Like true tough guys always are pretty modest. Can you fight? Eh, maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm all right. Tough. I'm, I'm all right. Tough. I'm not. You know, there's tougher guys than me. Yeah. Anyone who says there's tougher guys than me is someone you don't want to have a quarrel with in the bar. Right. That's what you want. But people are like, I fuck bitches up. That dude, <laughs> you can mark him out. You could probably sweat him in public. And you probably can beat him up very easily by a leg sweep before probably. anyone throws a punch. I'm a, just, look, well, I'm they're going to get all worked guy. up before they even throw a punch. They're all freaking out. Yeah, that's peacocking. What bitch? Bop, bop, bop. You have no skills and you're right. pussy. That's it. But so Greg told me his mentor, mm-hmm. okay? There was a guy who taught him how to be a ladies' man. This is, what was, wasn't there a show about this with that guy Mystery or something? I never saw it. I never saw it. That was when I moved down here and there was no guy. What was it called? It was like How to Be a Creepy Guy and Pick Up Chicks. Yes. No, it was. Which <laughs> is really a huge show for MTV9. Oh my God, I can't remember what it was. The Pickup Artist. The Pickup Artist. The based pick-up on artist. Neil Strauss's book when he went undercover. Right. What's well, a different topic for the time? So um, he told me about the, his homeboy, right? Mm-hmm. His mentor comes into Patty's one day. I never met the dude. Maybe he's one of the guys from this TV show. I don't know. He's mysterious. Mm-hmm. He sat there, and he sat next to an overweight lady the whole time. And I, I guess there was a couple good-looking broads. And at Patty's back in the day, that was difficult. A good-looking girl, any girl getting into Patty's, to be honest, for a while, was very scarce. That's like finding a dodo bird. It wasn't, okay. wasn't going to happen. And he's working on this chubby broad. And Greg was Why do you, oh, That's such a cr- – why do you say you're working on? Talking to her. Yeah, Playing, well, then talking. Games. Okay. What, it's called, it's working. He's working games. Yeah, but I'm not a dude, so when I hear that, I'm like, ugh. Oh, my goodness. You're dude-ish. You hang with the guys. I have a tiny penis. You're good. Well, <laughs> but you know what they say about modesty. Look at tiny penises and see if she's in the majority or minority. <laughs> um, they end up in the bathroom same time, Greg and his mentor. And he goes, my dude, what are you doing? Well, I've seen you pull the most beautiful women He's world. like, if I hit on this fat chick, all the good pussy's going to land on my dick. That's what he said to him. Okay, next segment, because you already got it word for word. No! Ye of little faith. He goes, this is all practice. Life is just one big practice. What works on her will work on the supermodel. That you, you basically have to hook up with whatever at times, whatever is there, and that will lead to more. Everything is contagious. Winning's contagious. Is this like the course. secret... Yeah, I don't know. I did not want <laughs> to like, open with this segment, but somehow with the whole herpes talk, herpes 3000. <laughs> and that's how he this. contracted herpes, and then that's how you learned how that's, to contract and that's herpes. Big, that's, yes, because then I practiced kissing on his booty hole. Then, <laughs> did that really skeeve you out when I said working? Working really, on, yeah. Why is that yeah. so bad? I actually... I had a friend one time that like was recently single, and we... Um, I think it was me and my sister like texted him, like, oh, what are you doing? Like, We were all going to hang out. And he's like trying to close with a foreigner. And how, what else? What, we how, both like freaked out. We're like, oh, that's so gross. Like, but all right, see, th- this is where it's different. All right, how would you say it? Because it's, how would one well, here, say? let me just say that I, what creeps me out is that it's like a conquest. I don't ever want to feel like someone's trying to conquer me. But I think, but that's the, our, our dynamic. And if you say you don't like that, then I would guarantee. You're kind of the minority on that with women. I'm going to tell you that. Women, look, there was this old analogy, right? What, what's a girl's fantasy? That a knight's going to come and get them. Knight's going to save them. The knight, and that implies that the knight had to travel from the castle, had to probably slay a dragon, kill fucking uh, King Richard. You know, <laughs> I'm going to tie in Robin Hood. And 
had to go and probably save her in a tower, probably had to stab a couple guards to save her. He had a conquest to save her. That was it. What do dudes want to do? They want to be the knight, and you get it. That's a dynamic. I don't think they want to be the knight. They just want to put their dick in your pussy. Yeah, but that's how I mean, it starts. It, it all sure. started. That's, that was part of chivalry. We <laughs> open doors, and I'm going to slay a dragon, and then I'm going to undo your belt, Maid Marian. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, girls, all right, so I get it. You are a, you are a rare bird, okay, as the British would say. You are unique and different. Uh, would you consider yourself feminist? Yeah. Yes, good. Definitely. Unfortunately, all right, see, here's the thing. I always considered myself. I like how immediately you're like, unfortunately. I always considered myself. <laughs> I always grew up, I still think I'm feministic. I, I know I'm a bit of a meathead. Like I said, I'm a, a cultured meathead. Mm-hmm. I watch the ball game. I will say, catch the ball, motherfucker. And if he doesn't, I will call him every name in the book. But then after, I still listen to Tori Amos. That's fine with me. Okay, right. I'm cultured. I mean, I think it depends on like how self-aware you are that you're doing it and yeah. like how contemplative you are of like what you're saying. I am aware of it, and part of it is because I had to. Because mm-hmm. when I was the full feminist and in touch with my feelings with growing up in the early 90s with all that alt music vibe and every every dude was sensitive. You're like, man, I want to fuck these bitches. I got to get and it wasn't this. happening. You're like, Eddie Vedder's getting laid being sensitive. Eddie Vedder is playing to 35,000 every night singing goddamn Better Man. Right. I wasn't. I was just like, yeah, man, Tori almost is great. And yeah, women, you guys rock. And treating with too much respect, most women don't. People are like, why are guys chauvinistic? Why is there misogyny? It's because a, a lot of times, I'll be honest, women want that. They want it. Now, you're in the minority on that, and I, that makes you awesome. Well, Believe me, but you I, are awesome. But a lot of girls want the dude to make the fucking decision, look like he can fight, tell them what to do half the time. And a lot of girls, a lot of those same girls will deny that they want that, but that's what they're attracted to. And then after years of getting sand kicked in your face, you go, fuck this. I'm not, you could piss on Gloria Steinman, piss on Sarah McLaughlin. All right? I'm going to be a little alpha because that seems to attract them. I guess. I mean, I would agree that a lot of people do want that. And I, even with myself, I've gotten pissed off where I'm like, ugh. Like if I find times I've dated guys and they've been a little bit too like soft, I'm like, ugh. There it is. But I also am very aggressive. So I don't want to be like on top. I want it to be like an equal partnership. An equal part. Yeah. Fitty, fitty. Yeah. Fitty, fitty. You go on a date. All right. First date. Let's break down first date. Oh well, okay. Here's my here's my whole here's my whole spiel. Oh, you have a spiel. Cause on a first date, I'm probably getting my hair done or blown out. I got a lot of fucking hair, so I'm getting I'm getting a hair blowout. I'm probably doing my nails. You have some Pocahontas shit going on, or not Pocahontas, uh, Rapunzel. (laughs) Pocahontas had hair too. She wasn't bald. She She was bald. bald. She had cancer. So. <laughs> so I'm getting Which my nails from done. Spread from her herpes. <laughs> yeah, her that son of a bitch. <laughs> so I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting my nails done. Probably because I want to spend money. Because I'm an idiot. I'm gonna buy something. I'm gonna buy a dress. I'm gonna buy something. For our first date. Because it, part of it is You're like not just. For Parliament. I understand, but part of it is like I want to look nice and I want to put my best foot forward. I don't want to look like the schlub I always look like. You don't look like a schlub. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. You are dressed it. elegant like you're going to a Stevie Nicks concert. <laughs> <laughs> but so already going into it, I'm a good like 180 in the hole. 180 before the first date. So that means you don't even reach I will. At the... No, I've had conversations with my friends about this you where I'm like. the receipt and just leave it on the table. <laughs> just so you know how this is breaking down. I, this is, uh, I've already put. No, so I'll do. Sometimes I'll do the like fake like. Reaching for my purse. Which is all we ask. But then... Speaking for men. But then in my head, I'm like, if he makes me pay for this, I'm going to be like, we're not going out again, you dick. Or, but pay for it even Dutch, right? Um, No, I've gone Dutch before, but I haven't been happy about it. Wow. See, I like... But because I think I'm already paying so much more than you're ever going to pay on this date. Like, I don't go to, like, five-star places. But do you think the dude asked for that? Um, Maybe he just want, when he asked no, for that date, is a good point. It's not like he's asking me to do that, but he's not like, I can't believe you look nice. Oh, like upset? Of course not. But now, here's, <laughs> it's almost like a double-edged sword. So you're dressed to the nines on the first date, and so you're looking great. Mm-hmm. You're not going to sleep with the guy on the first date, right? No. So it that so you looking that good don't mean shit because <laughs> there's no payoff. Well, I guess depends on who, like, what side you're looking That's at. That's like, right? let's get. 
Mark Sanchez, a really great fast wide receiver, so he can get <laughs> to the end zone when we even have the ball on our own 30. And then someone goes, yeah, coach, but here's the problem. Mark can't throw it that fucking far. <laughs> so what's the point of him being in the end zone every play when Mark has to dump it off to the running back? Like, that, to me, is how it looks like. Yeah, I mean. I should be your dating coordinator. <laughs> but then it's not like what you're, you're advocating for what the guy wants. What I want is, like, have a nice time and see if this guy's an idiot or not. It's like a, so would you say it's like a job interview? Um, no, but you're trying to see if you're, like, compatible or not. God, I never liked that part. I never enjoyed that part. I, that's why I don't like dates. I don't even like dating. <laughs> you're like, Girlfriends, oh. this is going to hurt in the long run, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm really happy being alone right now, um, says the sad clown. Oh. Um, I just saw a tear roll down. Tears are oh, I wish I could sing. Um, yeah, I hate that. It just really feels like we're just... Like but I'm trying to get I, a job. But I think that's it, because you... It feels phony. Would you ever say that you've been on a good date? I might have. I probably have. Because I feel like dates, for the most part, that I have been on have been really great, and it doesn't feel like you're trying to figure the other person out. You're just talking the whole time. Yeah, when they click, it's good, and usually booze is involved in that, which kind of puts a, like a, a weird twist on relationships. When, it's crazy. When you end up boyfriend, girlfriend, and whatever after... And then you stop drinking all the time because you've been together and you're not mm -hmm. as nervous. Then you realize you had nothing to fucking say to each other. And How much are you drinking when you're dating You're letting it loose, man. I notice sometimes, man, with girlfriends, it's like, fuck, the reason we have conversations that are worth a shit is because we're drinking margaritas at the Mexican joint. Right. And then you, when you're sober trying to have a conversation at brunch, <laughs> I don't know why I leaned into the brunch. The that, brunch. It's insane. Yeah. All right, well, I'm good. I'm glad we went in the relationship. Because we're going to take a break. We're going to bring our guest. Jessica Stern is here. She has an interesting story about a relationship she was in for several years. And let me just let's tease it. Um, they could, they did not speak the same language for a long time in the relationship, which I find very amazing. Mm -hmm. And it proves a point that attraction, we don't need the fucking dates. They, so, were, they were speaking the language of love. That's the language of love. But it doesn't necessarily need to be, we sit at the table for three hours and discuss shit. Sometimes an attraction is just, Boom, a connection. And sometimes that's more valid than what actually happens through communication. I think yeah. the animals have it right. The zebras don't fucking sit there and be like, so what, what are your hopes and aspirations? <laughs> they just go at that shit and hope a fucking lion don't eat them. That's, that's love. So we'll be back in a second. Tanya's here. Love for life. Booyah. We're back here. Love for life. With us now, with me and the mighty Tanya. Say your name right. Say your name right. Eraso. Oh, that is fucking good. I should come around to your way of thinking. Outstanding. Our guest, <laughs> Jessica Stern. What Hi. up? Hi, sweetheart. Here I am. How's it going? Oh, we, we're, it's all beautiful today. We are <laughs> so fired up to talk to you. Thank you. Thank I've been you. pitching this story. Uh, this is going to be, I believe, episode four for us. And I've been. this is one of the first stories that came to me when I came up with the idea of this podcast with, with the human condition and just talking real. And people love your story to death. Mm -hmm. I even mentioned it the other day on the Artie Lang show, at the, the post interview that they Thank put online. You. And the girl lost her shit who was interviewing me. She's like, you got to be kidding me. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then she like r ran out of the room and got Making like a orange juice special. for Artie. So they, yes. <laughs> well, this is a great story. So um, this is all about love and uh, I don't know, love, how love is blindness or how you can... I, I don't know. Can what we say, like, I would feel like it's part lust too, right? Mm. It's just a lot of lust, right? Yeah. yeah, there was definitely a big amount of lust in it. But yeah. looking back on it now, I never thought I'd impress anybody by dating a El Salvadorian fry cook, please believe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to how you met him because mm. it depends. If you're working that restaurant, the fry cooks control the fucking this restaurant. The right. back of the house really is what keeps it going. Exactly. Anthony Bourdain, I don't know if anyone has read Kitchen Confidential. They are the rock stars in that book. They are. And there's a, then I have seen dudes who are disgusting looking with horrible neck tattoos, not even cool ones, mm -hmm. and they're pulling the hottest fucking server. Mm -hmm. Right there like that. They run shit. The, the back of the kitchen on Salvadoreños, it's almost like a, like a restaurant gang. <laughs> yes, that's it. Like a Salvadorians way. and gangs? Who thought no, that would be a mix? Fighting the stereotype. All right, so let's just put your story out there for everybody. You were in a relationship for two years. Mm -hmm. You ended up being engaged. Yes. The kicker is, you spoke no Spanish, he spoke no English, 
When I met him, yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you learned to speak Spanish, and I that's did. when shit went down. Yes. <laughs> this is everything I've wanted to talk about in my life. Yeah. All right, let's start with where'd you meet him? I met him at All American Burger in Massapequa, Long Island, New York. And that's where you're from? Um, yeah, I'm from Long Island, New York, from the next town over. I was born and raised in Seaford. It's a whack, quiet little town, but, you know, it's a safe place to grow up. I have an ex-girlfriend from Seaford. So oh, my God. But the Seaford women are loose. They get around. I don't know why. Well, good. I hope she's <laughs> listening. And she. That's <laughs> <laughs> why so I had to throw you away. No, I'm just joking. That's going to cause shit. I'm just playing. You're going to get a text. Wonderful. You're going to oh, get a text. I'm going to get a text. I get too many texts. I'm telling you. I'm Super going to people. California. Super people are going to hate me. You finally put us on the map and we're all sluts. Nothing for nothing. Long Island girls, there is a stigma with Long Island and Jersey girls, and I think mm. Long Island girls fight, don't fight that stigma as much as Jersey. Mm. Jersey will be like, no, nah, what reputation we have as they're blowing you in the back of the car <laughs> before the first date. Um, Long Island's kind of like, yeah, I'm Long Island. Do you want to go? And mm -hmm. it's kind of, so I don't think they're going to be angry. And I think the ones who are angry, them are the, the sluttiest. That, no, those are the ones that don't put it out, or mm -hmm. they do put out and then try to fucking, no, who, me? Mm -hmm. That's a bunch of shit. <laughs> all right. So, Be proud. Rock out. We're all animals, right? Like you said earlier. We're all animals. We're all animals. It's okay. Right from the jump, my favorite yeah, guest of all just time. Just keep it clean. Right keep from the clean. jump. Right from the jump. <laughs> so, you're work. Uh, you're working there. Are you uh, front of the house? Yes, yes, I was working there. It Server? was my. It was my first job. I was a little register girl. I was register. 16, 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Oh Whoa. my god, those are the ones that yes. really get deflowered. Yes, and he deflowered me. He took my. No majority. way. Yes, he did. How old was he? he Is he going to go to jail if he answers? Uh, no, no, okay. I was I was legally consenting. Seventeen, you know, okay. like if you consent, seventeen's okay. He was twenty-three, not that bad. Six years, oh. such a big difference. I mean, I might argue that's a little. No, that's oh. a little. That's a little. I feel like creepy of him. Mm. Oh. Yeah, well, we were all kind of creepy. But <laughs> once again, this shows what dudes are like. If yeah. it's legal, well, game on, bro. Let go. <laughs> Look, I mean, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm not that dude, but I see it. You see people like, hey, man. In this state, it's 15. Holy shit. But, but, so if just think about it, though. If there's on the infield, play, play ball. ball. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I hear that line from fuckers. But, like, but, 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 no. so should you take a 15-year-old to Missouri? I'm, I don't even know if Missouri is 15. But I'm like, that's wrong. So Do that's you have to, like, no. get a letter from their parents saying it's okay to travel with you to Missouri, and then you fuck them in Missouri and come back? Yeah. That, well, why don't people hate on fucking Elvis for the whole Priscilla shit? I don't know. Priscilla was what, like 13 when they got married and he was a legal guardian? What kind oh, of shit yeah, is that's that? Gross. That's not right. That's real gross. People give Liberace shit for becoming mm. legal guardian of his, his like boyfriend. Mm. Of course, he also made the boyfriend do plastic surgery to look like him, which is... That's weird. <laughs> if Elvis would have made Priscilla look like that. Elvis, that would have been really fucked up. Oh, That's an man. ego right there. I want you to look more like me so I could fuck me somehow. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think David Cross said it years ago, and it's mm. truthful. Gay couples tend to look a lot alike. So I've always said it's more egomania homosexuality but that's another thing so okay you're 16 17 he's in the back of the house mm -hmm. so when does the flirting start going on well did you first notice him were you like oh he's cute or was yeah. it just like personality or it was, whatever it was mostly personality but mm -hmm. um out of a group of them looking back on it now i'm like oh my god what was i thinking he was hideous but out of a group he was the cutest right, right. one he had the nicest personality he was the kindest to me mm -hmm. and he didn't speak a word of english not a word and to this day i don't believe that he speaks english and well, it's like a good six years later he's a consistent man <laughs> yeah. that's why you have to respect him he stays consistent ladies <laughs> you can't change men <laughs> Can't change them. See, that's all we've been trying to tell you. I'm El Salvador, but you can't take the El Salvador out of man. No. So here's my question. So he, you say he's nice to you. How is he being nice to you when he can't speak English? It was just like at Dude. first almost like hand signals, you know? Like he's giving you hand like signals. Like a jerk-off yeah. hand signal like, or what? Like come into the back room. He, he points at you, thumbs up, and then does the jerk-off. Yeah, yeah. Us. And then big points at a big smile on his face. And then, he's, and then he takes a nap. He's like, then me, tired. Or he puts like a big fist out like you're giving me a hard-on. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with Bungus. Like big 
a fist bungus? up the butthole. No, that's. <laughs> I was like, she was 16. Come yes. on. Yeah, relax. Hand jobs are right. Virginia. I didn't know about those things. Yeah, yeah wait till yeah. 18. But yeah, like it was weird because, you know, I took Spanish in high school, so I had really limited, like, you know, the dumb Spanish that you had. You're like, biblioteca. Yeah, like, hola, como estas, and things like that. So we'd get by in little bits like that. But then when he actually started talking to me, I had no idea what he was saying. If I really started talking to him, he'd have no idea what I was saying. But he kept trying, and I admire determination. That's my favorite thing in a man determination. Determination. Mm hmm. Goals. So, that's, I mean, ethnics. (laughs) And ethnics, apparently. All right. So he mm-hmm. keeps trying. Now, is he trying to ask you out and you don't understand it for, like, like ever? Every like, for day. months? Like, constantly. Are other people mm-hmm. being the middle person? Yes. Like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just going to give him a random name. Is uh, Tuco, because that was <laughs> a Tuco. great character in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Uh, it, Tuco's trying to ask you out. They're telling you this shit. Yes, his his family members working there, his friends working there. The what, his family did. members? Which family members? Um, You know, cousins, his brother oh, okay, started okay. working there. I thought it was like his mom, while. like, oh, my son. <laughs> no, she's back in El Salvador. Okay. Boy, this is not helping break stereotypes this episode, is it? <laughs> no. Is it at all, not my at friends? All. Yeah, I got to warn you straight up. He is the most, him and his family are the most stereotypical people you will ever meet. But I love them. I love them for it. They were good-hearted people, like really welcoming, really sweet, but, yeah, insanely stereotypical. Okay. I mean, like, when I moved in with him, we were in, you know, the hood of New York, Freeport, in a section of a house. I'm talking, like, 11 people shoved into a section. This is great. We're going to get to that in a minute. Let's, we're going to baby step this. We're going we're gonna to enjoy every step to the journey of this thing. So when do you finally break down? How long have you been working at the joint when you finally said, let's go on a date, Tuco? Tuco. <laughs> Tuco. Should I use his real name? It's If you want to. Well, I won't use the last name. Hernan. It's a very... I still like Tuco better. Nothing for nothing. (laughs) All right, we're going to call him Tuco. So Tuco kept working real hard. I don't know, maybe a a few months, half a year or something like that. Wow. Wow, uh, Spanish dudes are persistent. Persistent. Yes, I love that. And uh, eventually I was just like, okay, let's start going on some dates. We started going on some dates. And, uh, you know, what did did the dates consist of? How old or maybe my first question is how old were you when you started going on the dates? 17. Okay, 17. So like you can't really go to a ton of places. I guess you can, You'd but be it's surprised. like I've looked like like this since I was twelve. Like mm-hmm. same boobs, same body, same face. I just kind of stopped at twelve, okay. and let's hope I stay that way forever. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, but so I then never got ID. Okay, so then where did you guys? Like, hang out. What did you guys do on the first dates? Well, I just got in my car. He did not have a car yet. He was, you know, he's pretty damn broke. Mm-hmm. So I would drive, and we would go to El Salvadorian restaurants. We would go to clubs. We would go dancing. We would go to the beach. We had a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. really, that's kind of how you build a relationship. And you start falling for each other. Right, and you start right, having right. fun. And even though we had a extreme communication barrier, you know, we'd, like, play little Spanish songs. We'd sing together. We'd kind of play with each other like kids. It was, it was really cute, and I could just tell that he was a good person. And slowly, I started to learn more Spanish and he did not start to learn more English but it was good <laughs> he's like she's doing the work on that part so. yeah <laughs> he sure didn't yeah. because like I try to teach him but you know how guys get turned on by the sexy teacher thing so mm-hmm. I'd be trying to teach him English and he'd just be like just tell me what pussy means and then we'd end up fucking <laughs> holy shit yeah you know, or like I'll just show you point to like things on the body oh. like this means breasts and before you know it you know I you know. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like you're filming porn. This doesn't sound like I a know. real story. I saw this, and my I, Salvadorian heritage is like cringing. I'm like, ugh. Be porny. <laughs> oh my god, god, Long Island, love it. Um, how many times were you guys out when you had the book out and you're? tutoring him for lack of a better term on oh this constantly shit. i have the book on me like constantly so the first night do you sleep with him the first night you're no. like teaching him shit no 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 it no. took me a, a while to sleep with him it took you a while yeah well i was a, i was a virgin you're i was a, a good girl you were a good girl okay even though i wanted it i wanted you wanted <laughs> if he would have made a move the first date you think you would have gone or no he made moves constantly, constantly. god damn constantly guys. are you god serious damn the confidence <laughs> of the spanish when it comes to it <laughs> spanish dudes and black dudes always confident i've seen Friends of mm-hmm. mine um, who are Spanish and black constantly hit on the same mm-hmm. woman. I love it. Have the same shit like, no, go fuck yourself. I'm not <laughs> into you. You're wasting your time. Those are the men that win me, though. Every day. It's yeah. like they're clocking in at the factory. Mm-hmm. Up, it's 842. You need to put Brenda. in that work. Put yeah. in that work to get me. Put in that work. Well, mm-hmm. Put in that work. I don't know, but that. isn't it? <laughs> Putting in that work, which does that make you cringe? She doesn't like that. She doesn't like it. No, but it does. what is making me kind of like feel weird is that it's like, 
So we're like, okay, black and Spanish dudes are constantly putting in the work, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in a really white area. White guys are constantly trying to trick you. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather have someone be like, yo, I want to fuck you. And I can be like, no, thanks. As opposed to, like, I've had a few too many drinks. I'm like, why is your penis near me? I thought we were friends. Yeah, that, and I think that's something that screwed me up. I saw too many uh, white dudes growing up being just super sleazy and too blunt with girls. And I always that always skeeved me off. And I think that's what made me kind of passive for years. Still am a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I pick and choose my spots. Wait, but... you're about to be shocked. I don't know anything about um, white guys when it comes to relationships or hitting on or anything never. like that because I've never slept with a white guy. And I am white. Never. Not once. Never. Gold star, no white guys. Never Gold answered. star. Gold, Gold star. star. No <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Nothing against them. It's totally cool. Like, friends, everything's cool. Just They're good people. Sexually. They're some of my best friends, you know? Yeah, some of my best friends. Nothing's wrong with cool. white people. Yeah, it sounds so... <laughs> Sounds like you just t- told like a racist joke about white well, people. Well, but that's like, what no, it's turning into. We're like, no, no, white people are okay. I mean, I just want to have sex with them. Yeah, <laughs> they're okay. But like I said, with determination, you really need to like, like for guys to like women, you really need to try hard for long sure. amounts of time. Constantly. I always went. I mean, I've done the apathy thing. I guess I've done the yeah. Whatever, but that I'll works. Talk to you later. Yeah, that works. Yeah, cool, great. All right, we'll see you later. No, not for me. Sorry, so, buddy. Uh, I didn't know this was our first date, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the beer on the ice. I don't fucking don't spend the money on that now on her. Um, so here's the thing. Now you guys are hitting it off on these dates, mm-hmm. and you're teaching them shit. And there's this. I think there's an innocence to this. Yeah. I think that's part of what the attraction. I mean, not on his part. No, not from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to top tap. He's that like, ass. I'm getting that. That's yeah, what has yeah, to happen. Yeah. My question is this: Do you think if you could speak the same language from the jump, you would have ended up with him? From the jump, you could communicate real, not, not this this Spanglish. No, now that I think Adam about Sandler. it, I bet I wouldn't. I know it was like Spanglish. It was yes. really cute. I guess maybe that was the funnest part of it. Yeah, maybe if I spoke Spanish from the jump, it wouldn't have happened. Well, so when did you start noticing it wasn't working out? Like you, you guys were already engaged, or mm. you. Oh, we're dating man. seriously. As soon as, I, as soon as I left for college, because um, oh shit, started... yeah, because then he's like, "Where are you?" Oh my god, I don't even yes. know what language you're speaking. Yes, girl. Where, like, literally, <laughs> mm-hmm. you could tell. Yeah. Where, where are you? <laughs> you didn't even learn it yet in your Rosetta Stone, but yeah. you could just tell by his tone that was, "Where the fuck are you?" Yeah. <laughs> Sends a text. It's just a million question marks upside yeah. down and <laughs> upside down. <laughs> ¿Dónde estás? Yeah, ahora, exactly. Ahora mismo, exactly. ¿dónde estás? <laughs> And but that's truthful. Yeah. That was that was happening. Oh my god! Immediate. Oh my yeah, god. yeah. It's pretty stereotypical. I'm telling you, this is what happened, right? So Good. we started dating um, senior year of high school. Everything was just like this beautiful romantic love story, all giggly and cute. And then, as soon as I left to college, actually before I left to college, he already wanted to marry me. He was like, "Please don't go." Spanish don't fuck around with, no. with yeah. marriage. Well, okay. I'm I'm <laughs> not. I hope you don't take this as an offense because you're a be- very beautiful woman oh, and you're very delightful. Do you think he was pushing so hard because he's like, I need to get a green card? Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and look how no. she just brushed her shoulder off right there on that. She's like, I don't give a fuck if it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, know. it seems like he did, yeah. in fact, really like you. Yeah. But I mean. No, he definitely. We definitely. But to get fun. married, be like, we need to get married right now. I think he was a, a control thing. Oh, like, yeah. You know, definitely everybody made the jokes. Oh, he wants to get a green card. But, you know, I was out of his league. You know, I don't think yeah. he was working really, not to be a bitch, but he was working <laughs> so hard. And we definitely did have that connection. It was yeah. a real relationship, despite all the craziness. And, mm. you know, I don't think it was about, oh, also, it wasn't about a green card because he wanted to take me back to El Salvador. Mm. He didn't even want to live in America. He wanted to take me over He's there. He's like, look at my white woman. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's currency. Mm-hmm. That is right. Oh, I'd be mm-hmm. such a trophy. Yeah. That'd be so cute, making me feel all special. Oh my <laughs> I've never no, met anyone no, who no. liked being objectified <laughs> yeah, more I know. <laughs> I know. No, that's horrible. That's horrible. I swear. Uh, I studied that. But I'd stuff. love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. I swear. But no, like right before I left to college, he was so scared of losing me. He's like, "Please don't go to Florida to college. Stay here. Go to a community college. I'll buy you a ring tomorrow. Please marry me. I don't want you to leave me." Blah blah blah. You know, as another like that, yes. he's getting really like whiny oh please don't do anything and then you're like this is unattractive i know and i'm just like Ugh, no. yeah that's not very machismo yeah. is it, at that point no not at that point and i'm just like all right well this is awesome that i have you in the palm of my hand that's really cute but, and, then he, um, and then he pulled a gun out and was like i said don't leave me <laughs> and you were like i'm what <laughs> i know and Game on again. That, <laughs> that hot gang sex oh man well, here's, here's my question guns and anger everywhere <laughs> Orgasm, sorry. <laughs> yes. We lost smoke. her for a second. She this was in the zone. Sorry, my bad. 
We're going to have an adult film star in here in a, in a couple episodes, and I have a feeling she's not going to get as turned on and have as much fantasy. <laughs> she's fanning herself off. This is she's, amazing. Yeah, Sorry. My you guys can't can see never this. Listen to this. She never. is fanning herself like she's <laughs> the lead in a Tennessee Williams play right now. So fucking, let's just do Glass Menagerie right now. Talk about the gentleman caller, but say it in Spanish. Malarone. This is fucking the craziest show ever. I love it. This is the best. So, how many months were you together before you went to college? Um. April, May, June, July, August. About five. Five months is all it took. He wants to marry you, yeah. does not want you to go to college. Where'd you go in Florida? The University of Tampa. Oh, I okay. loved it. It's like one of the few party schools where you can actually get a semi-good education. Wow. Okay. <laughs> not like Florida State. No. Just... Doesn't sound like it, no. No, no. Good or education, good tanning, lots of partying, good times. Wow, all but, those schools out there. But yeah. So you're down there now, yeah. and he's constantly texting you, constantly. calling you, and you really can't understand him, but you can tell... He wants you to come back, and he's all oh, fucked no. up over this. At that point, within five months, I was almost fluent. I picked up okay. really fast, really Holy fast, because I had to, because yes. he didn't speak a word of English. Are you serious? I made the biggest turnaround in my Spanish class they had ever seen in life. <laughs> Boy, that Jessica's really turning a leaf. I wonder what it is. She's, she's like, there's some Spanish dick. Yeah. That's what it is. That's all it takes. That's what you need. Every morning, she comes in with new Spanish vocabulary limping. I don't get it. Yes. <laughs> that should be... <laughs> That should be the incentive to teach a language. Yeah, we've get been, some ass. Get some times, foreign yeah, dick. Exactly. That really is. Well, I don't I'm think foreign dick you. will work for men. If, no, well, you know, if, if you're into it. If prostitution was legal, I swear, I would open it. up a business where the best way to learn another language quickest is to have a lover that does not speak English, that speaks the language that you want to learn. Because I learned it so quick, because I had to. Not just him, I was with his family. We got really tight, you know, like. But did you just learn a lot of dirty talk and then, like, small things like, how are you? <laughs> Because that might not be the best if you're traveling. No, no, like for real language, because I had to. I was constantly with him and the family. We would like, I became part of a family. You know, with a good Spanish family, they just welcome you and you're mm -hmm. part of a family. Like every day, I was watching the kids. I was cooking. I was cleaning with them. I was like, I left like my Jewish middle class, nice, cushy life to be like in the hood with this El Salvadorian family because I loved him and I loved the family. And it was just like, after a while, you couldn't tell the difference. I was almost just like one of them, you know? It was awesome. But, uh, you know, it started getting bad because once I left to college, he was so jealous, insanely jealous. Well, you are at a party school. You are in Florida. Yeah. Now, first of all, were you – when were you introduced to the family? Before you went to college, you already met him? Oh, what? Uh, the Tuco's family? Like for Tuco. <laughs> third date. Third date, I met the third whole family, date. and I was practically moved in. <laughs> Yeah. Brings you over, you have a nice meal. Yeah. South pupusas, American meal. Pupusas, okay. Of <laughs> oh my God, pupusas are so good. I love pupusas. So good. Girl, we gotta go eat pupusas later. Yeah. So good. <laughs> we make new yeah. we, <laughs> we have new girlfriends here. This is great. Um, <laughs> so, all right, third date. You weren't even sleeping together yet at that point. You weren't hooking up yet. Because initially you said it took a while, oh, but if I might be now she's comfortable. Lie, I now she's comfortable. Mm. I know he was working hard to get me to go on the dates with him for a few months. Yes. But once I went on a few dates, how many did it take? Uh, three. Then I met the family. You met the family. Yeah, I, I would think. Family. Did you fuck you know in front what? of no. the family? Was that how you met them? <laughs> well, I'm sure they heard me downstairs. Oh, jeez. I'm pretty damn loud. But uh, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that another uh, time will be part two of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe. Yeah, I think I met the family first. I don't know. Give it like fourth date. Before the ass. Really fourth date. That's yeah, not usually it. a move that dudes make. I'm looking at, at, at Johnny and, and Supertramp. I mean, that's that's usually you already got the prize. I guess. But if you're if he was living with his family mm -hmm. and you were coming over, I mean, it's yeah. But if he's getting family, her to come over, his parents, his parents were in El Salvador. Yeah. The 11 people that were in a section of the house were his brother, his cousins, the cousins' wives with babies, like friends. Section you know, of the house. Section of the house. Not the whole house, like section. half the house. Like That's 11 a lot. people. Sounds like Vegas to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you already knew them. They mm -hmm. liked you already. Yes, and I love them too. Now, here's, well, here's another interesting thing. Before we go back to the college thing. So they hear you. You can't – can you take him – so you're, are you living with your, you're obviously living with your family Yeah. Still. You can't bring this 23-year-old Spanish dude. Nope. To you, Not at all. Back there. No. So you're going there all the time. All the time. And he has his own room? No. He, well, at first he had his own room, but then his brother came from El Salvador, uh, Medaris, so they were sharing a room. So three of us would be in that room, and his brother, when it was sexy time, would be kind enough to leave the room, give us a good hour, and come back like nothing happened. And then we'd watch Stop It All Gigante. 
What the hell is Tabor de Rap? It's a Saturday it's like the night longest program. Sh- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. You tell it. You're more I was just going to say it's like one of the longest running shows with Don Francisco. <laughs> it's like a variety show in Spanish. Is that the B dude? B dude. The Spanish no, no. dude in the B? <laughs> no. That dude? That's I the Simpsons. And I love that Gordo. No, but he really exists. No, I know. But that's not him. <laughs> and that, that Gordo, the fat fuck who looks like... El like, Gordo y la he Flaca. He looks like the fat yes, version. Yes, they're real. Yeah, of the yeah. Dos Equis guy. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of does. I think he got uh, bypass, the gastric bypass surgery, so he's not really fat anymore, but they would still call him the fat guy. Oh, yeah, Gordo. Yeah. And then the Gordo wasn't fat anymore. Yeah, Don Francisco's, like, crazy connected and, like, uh, showbiz and stuff. He's actually Jewish, and then I I think he's, I don't know if, he's from somewhere in South America. He emigrated, or maybe he was born, but his family's not from Latin America, and then he just took over. Yeah. It's like imperialism all over again. Mm-hmm. But on the Spanish channel. Yeah. Yes. Well, Spanish imperialism, you know, whatever. <laughs> he took he took it back. Look, I was too busy hooking up with female fry cooks <laughs> to pay any attention to this shit. All right. It's a good time. Wait, so I have a question. Did you were you telling your parents you were dating him or you'd just be like, I'm gonna go to Becky's house and then you were No, I told learning my Spanish. I told my parents I was dating him pretty soon after mm-hmm. everything started, and they were not happy about it. Yeah, they were not happy at all. But they they took it like, uh, oh, she's going through a phase. You know, this mm-hmm. is like, you know, that was my first serious boyfriend, and she's just really passionate about her Spanish class. <laughs> and it's like, you know, she'll get over it. This isn't gonna be serious. And then before you know it, like I start showing up with a ring, and they're just like, we're going to kill you. So you got. <laughs> You got an engagement ring. Yes. Before you left? No, after. After. All right, so you go to college. He's bugging the fuck out. Bugging. You are madly in love with him at that point? Yeah. Madly in love. So you're not even looking to cheat. Ooh. Ooh. I love the truth. I love the truth. Wait, but wait, wait. Hold on. Were you, you were like, oh, I'm going to go get some Florida dick, or were you just like, this guy's up my ass? No, it was this guy's up my ass. What happened was, like, when I left for college, first of all, I was like a freshman in college. You yes. want these experiences. You want to party and stuff. And he wasn't just controlling. He was controlling about everything, just about everything. He didn't want to. I wasn't allowed, I say that quote unquote, because that's no way to treat a woman. He said I wasn't allowed to have male friends, go to parties, smoke pot, drink more than one drink. Um, Jesus. Even if the male friends were gay, I wasn't allowed to be around any men Gays. dress a certain way. Yeah, he just got nuts the second I left because he wasn't. I wasn't there. Those dudes might convert back that day. <laughs> they might want one last piece to make sure. <laughs> God. Um, so it got nuts, and yeah, eventually, you know, because like. But how was, would he communicate this to you? Oh, on the phone. You know, but at he that would point, call she, me yeah. constantly. Okay. I wish I didn't even. Have and a you and point. you knew Spanish at that point. Yeah. At okay. that point, we had no problem communicating. I spoke Spanish. He would call myself. Every minute of a day, oh like constantly texting me, so annoying. And then he would read me out if he heard people in the background. Like if I was having lunch with my girlfriends, he'd start reaming me out. It, it started getting nuts, you know. And I was just like constantly arguing and constantly taking the rap for things I wasn't doing. So eventually, I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do it." And eventually, I did cheat. You did cheat. Oh, you whispered, but it still will go over the air. Yeah. <laughs> it still it still happened. You know, because that's not me. That's not my character. That was really the only serious relationship I ever had. That but I how cheated. do you really know at that point? Because it was your first relationship. Yeah, right. I well, mean, we're all brought up not to do it. Right. Yeah. But then when you get opportunities, whoopsie, mm, and it knocks, that door gets open sometimes. Right. So All the way open. All the way open. <laughs> I, I feel bad for the patrons at that restaurant in, and well, in Massapequa because if he's calling you every day, how are those mot sticks getting cooked? <laughs> Who's cooking those motherfuckers? <laughs> Right? How is he cooking the fries? I swear to God. Oh, my God. But, yeah. And I say all the way open because the guy I cheated cheated on with him. I'm sorry. The guy that I cheated on. Oh, no. Here it comes. I already know what she's going to say. Of course it's black guy. She knew it. (laughs) So, and there's a lot of good-looking Spanish dudes out. Tampa isn't as... Heavy Spanish as no. if you did down it's south. If, Spanish. But if you would have went to Miami, you would have fucking. Oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. There would be you, gorgeous Cuban men everywhere. You would have lost me to your mind. From. Mm-hmm. And so, you do that. Do you feel? Is this how uh, early into your first semester when you get bedded by someone else? Um, maybe a month or two. A month or two. And are you feeling guilt at this point, or are you feeling or like are there's you a stranglehold no. by your boyfriend? 
up north. Or is it even like, are you like, yeah, fuck you. I am doing yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of like a revenge thing because I was so sick of arguing and mm-hmm. I was so sick of hearing it from my family, my friends. Like, Jessica, this is ridiculous. This guy's nuts. He's crazy. He's jealous. He's controlling. Why do you love him? And I'm just like, I don't know. It was my first relationship. Yeah, and yeah. It, it wasn't normal looking back on it. That it wasn't, it wasn't that well, great. Well, and there's like a lot of learning in yeah. your first relationship yeah. and you're just kind of like, is this normal? And everyone's like, no, it's yeah. completely not. Right? Like, I didn't know. I thought it was and I was just trying to focus on the good Mm -hmm. but eventually once I broke the rules and started partying and you know doing everything that a normal college kid would do I was so much happier that I didn't feel bad at all I was like this is great no wonder he didn't want me to do it I'm never gonna stop wow All right. so are there more flings after the first fella yes oh so at this point you're knee deep -deep. when do you come back to New York first Thanksgiving oh I came back to New York once a month he wouldn't, yeah. He he would pay for my plane ticket once a month to fly oh back to New God. York. Oh, my God. Off a Fry Cook salary. Yeah, off a Fry Cook salary. Yeah. Baby, well, he got a Love Jones for you. Uh-huh, he did. Well, that proves something good right there. He was, you know, very generous, and he did take good care of me in that way, especially yes. for his salary. But, you know, the jealousy and the craziness was kind of overrode all the good. So you, you, you come back, and he's taking care of you, getting mm-hmm. you there, and then you stay, what, a couple days? Yeah, the weekend. I'd stay in his And house. do you feel guilt? Do you tell him what's going on? I would. Like, I, I wouldn't tell him. No, I did not tell him. To no. this day, I didn't tell him. If he hears the show, I'm kind of screwed. If, but well, <laughs> he, can't, he can't speak English, so well, I don't think so. He'll probably have some cousins I feel like rough me up first. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the one who will get blamed for this shit, even though I did not know you then. Yeah, because you're, you're the Like, guy. you're the motherfucker who did it. Yeah, well, Wait, we're not going to beat up Tanya. We're going to beat up you. Tanya <laughs> so. trained in boxing. She could beat the shit out of at least 50% of the dudes out there. I we're going to hit on I don't Tanya know. There's, there's people months. tougher than me, Mad Dog. Oh, that's the indicator. That's the indicator. <laughs> but um, so would you... Do you ever feel like he knew, like he was getting a vibe that you were actually cheating, or was it all just like his craziness in his head? He just no. assumed you were anyway. I think it was, yeah, I think it was just the craziness in his head because I didn't give him not a clue. I was really slick. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Like looking back on it now, oh my god, my freshman year of college, I would teach girls how to cheat. It was awful. Oh my awful. god, what do you mean I teach girls how to cheat? Professional, because you girls know, are conflicted when you're out at lunch or some shit or out yeah, drinking. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, like girls would come to me if their problems, you know, involving relationships. And then you're like, blah, blah, cheat blah. on I'd them. I'd be like, girl, this is how you do it. Because <laughs> oh he was so up my ass. If I could do it, anybody could do it. Like he would constantly be on my phone, you know. So if I could get away with it, then any girl can. Well, isn't that the crazy thing? Even if you're in, like a committed relationship, that's terrifying. Anyone could just cheat. Anyone. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yeah. And remember, sometimes yeah. it doesn't mean anything. I know yeah. it does in the big picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but sometimes, sometimes it's, it's your like, groins, a, yeah. And yeah. sometimes you convince yourself, this isn't worth it. And, and man, I'm telling you, yeah. if you want someone to act a certain way, they'll do it. Basically, when you keep saying, don't cheat on me, I don't trust you, you're going to lead to it. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's going to sound horrible, but growing up in an surrounded by Italians, I was raised by the Italians, mm-hmm. you know what your parents, oh, she's just going through a phase. For all you, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't be teaching people this because it's ridiculous. Um, if you want them to not, your, your kids to not date certain people or personality types, the worst thing you can do is yell at them. To not. Don't, yeah, I saw <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. It, it's really the most ignorant thing right? ever. Stop dating those blacks. That yeah. black dude, I've seen it with my own family, mm-hmm. then becomes Romeo. He might have just been some fucking dude. Mm-hmm. And she just wanted some random action. Yeah. But now you're making, this becomes the Caplets and the Montagues. Right. Exactly. He's the untouchable. I'm yeah. 27 now. To this very day, every relationship I'm in, if it's casual, if it's serious, no matter what it is, my parents hate it. They hate it. They're like, why can't you just be of a nice Jewish boy? What if we find you a nice Jewish boy? Well, maybe you don't like a nice it. Jewish boy. Yeah. I don't know. Well... Uh, they, once again, they have to try really hard. You have to stalk me. You have to try really hard. You have to stalk me. Who the fuck uh, says that? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying it's normal. I'm just saying you like what you like. Well, you do. I mean, that is something I learned in therapy when I'm, I was going through a breakup when I went to therapy. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, why am I attracted to this kind of personality type? And why is the really nice girls I don't necessarily want to stay with? And it's like, you think it too much. You like yeah. what you like. This is what you do, you yeah, know? That's that's mm-hmm. crazy. So, you go back, what for the summer, and you move in with him? Yeah, yeah. The summer you spend your summer mm-hmm. before you go back for your 
second year. For my sophomore year, yeah, I was living there. Living there. Just living there because my parents, we were just, you know, constantly fighting butting about it, over. butting heads, you know. And it wasn't just that, you know, my friends too. It got pretty problematic. Friends were, were judging you for being with, yeah. with Spanish fellas. No, not because he was Spanish. At that point, most of my friends were Spanish. It wasn't that. They're like, Jess, you have no time for us. You know, you have oh. no time for us. He and he's like blowing up your the phone. Life, yeah. That's basic. 18, 19, 20. Your crew always is pissed if you have a relationship. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're still not. Most of them aren't in relationship. Mm-hmm. It's bros before hoes or hoes before bros. In this mm-hmm. case. I don't know what girls. Chicks say. before dicks. Chicks <laughs> before dicks. Thank you. Yeah. And so you end up moving in, mm-hmm. and then is that when it really starts coming to a head, or no? Where um, the trouble starts arriving. You're oh, the spe- trouble. Yes, you're speaking Spanish. Yeah. You're also sharing a portion of a house with yeah. 12 others? Yes. <laughs> Are you sharing the room with him and the brother still? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Are you going to send him to go get fucking flan? Yeah. So you get, get laid? I love flan. It's delicious. <laughs> right. For years, yeah. I thought I was Mexican, just so you know. So I, 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 was a toe, I had a toe stuck into the culture for a while. <laughs> and so when does it start deteriorating? deteriorating well first of all uh the first month or so that i was in my freshman year of college he, he gave me the ring and we got engaged when he came back for one of these weekends yeah okay so that was nice it was a cute little ring actually he got it wrong it was like he went to some like hood place somewhere and he got like a fake ring and i had to be like no sweetheart this Can't is a this. fake ring <laughs> we have to go to zales or some like you know like real company like zales is that fancy no yeah. he couldn't afford something fancy but i was like i'll take a tiny little diamond as as long as it's real you know so we wow. got like a real tiny thing and anyway so yeah started deteriorating well throughout the whole college year you know just kind of like got worse and worse and then over the summer i think i broke up with him one time because i just couldn't take it anymore can i cut in real fast yeah did you wear the ring at college yes Hmm. except for when i was cheating yeah you took it (laughs) off That it's won't stop off. a dude. No, it that won't. That won't stop no. a fucking dude. I think one time I accidentally left it on. The guy didn't notice. And he was like, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, you go I'm back. fucking somebody's, somebody's pussy. Someone else's pussy. I'm getting it. No guy has ever talked like that, Tanya. You stereotyping. I'm sick of you. Yeah, Tanya. I was cheating with black guys. <laughs> it was Ooh. more like, you send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's with the sun shit when it's, even when it's abroad? Yo, yeah. what this fuck your sun. pussy, son? That doesn't make sense. Oh my so God. let's call a black person and ask them. I almost so brought Laster in for this. Don't. I almost brought no. Laster in. Oh, that'd this be dude. awesome. I will. Well, 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 he's John the best. Awesome. He's the best. He's, awesome. he's one of the a rotating so co-hosts. Funny. So <laughs> this is too too good. So you break up for one minute. Mm-hmm. But why do you go back? Ugh. If it's too much. Yeah. I broke up. I think we were apart She likes for the like... stalking, remember? She likes being stalked. Yeah, he kept, he, wouldn't he stop. kept stalking. And also, it was like three weeks and like, um, you know, it was good to catch up with my friends and family and kind of get myself together, you know, and stuff like that. You but, head back um, home. Yeah, head back home and stuff. And oh my God, the talks that I got, the lectures of what's marriage material and future relationships, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just made me want to leave the house again, really. <laughs> and, um... Also, uh, his family kept calling me, and that was just embarrassing. So random cu- cousins are yeah. calling to get you back? Yes. Oh, my God. It's a family affair. Exactly. I was so embarrassed, and I felt horrible. I love his family. How am I going to be like, no, Cousin Nico, I can't come back and be with Tuco. I just can't. But that's very nice of you to call. But, like, please, please, Yessi, you don't understand. He's dying. He's crying every day. You know, like, I can't, like, you know, like what are you going to say? I was almost guilted into it and then I'm like all right you know what I'm gonna give him one more chance and then I got back with him and the final breakup was at that two-year point I think at the end of my sophomore year of college so you go back to sophomore year yeah you'd already broken up gotten back with him you mm-hmm. have the ring you have ice on your finger yeah it's not the biggest ice cube <laughs> no. it's there it's, it's not even a bling it's a blue it's a blue <laughs> it's more like the ice <laughs> that you would get old school drive-ins <laughs> you remember like the soda yeah, those yeah, yeah, yeah. Ones, like those little bastards so you got that. Do you go back to cheating sophomore year? Yeah. It doesn't unfortunately. stop. Unfortunately, do Once you, you pop, the fun don't stop. I guess so, but, he, but here's a question for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think you would have been throwing it as much if you didn't have the safety back home? If you didn't have... First of all, he pushed you away in a sense, yeah. but you also knew you had something. Like People mm-hmm. get a lot of ads. It's almost like what I was saying earlier when you 
if you take quantity over quality, you can get quality because you're confident, yeah. you're already getting mm -hmm. it, you know, mm -hmm. all right, so I can't get this 10, I have a five waiting for me at any time. You had something waiting for you. Mm -hmm. So you were playing with house money at that point. Yeah. Well, and it was something that like really wanted her too. It's not even just like, oh, I got a five back home. It's like, I got like, at that point it becomes like seven, eight because he loves you so much. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's so sad. Looking back on it now, it makes me look like a terrible person, but I couldn't help it because, you know, again, honestly, that was the only relationship that I cheated in. And it just like, I kind of slowly woke up towards like when I finally broke up with him at the two year mark, I woke up one day and, and I was just like, what am I doing? My life is a lie. Like I have a fiance, Why I have is a, it a boyfriend lie? because I had a boyfriend at that point, but she had gotten so bad. I had a fiance and a boyfriend and I was lying to both of them. Yep. Okay. Wait a minute. So you have a boyfriend mm -hmm. in Florida. Yeah. A, a, you're dating steady a dude. Yeah, and he was from Jamaica. Jamaica. Yep, never accent. Okay. Mm. What a knife fight that would have been. This is great. His name was Anvil. Oh, it was one of my favorite Anvil. wrestlers' names back in the 80s. Please tell me he had a long beard and went, I had some really funny relationships in college. You ain't joking. And so what do you t Anvil has no clue of Tuco. No, no clue, because I would be on the phone, like, I would be in Anvil's apartment. We'd be, like, you know, smoking, like, listening to reggae, whatever, and I'd be on the phone with Tuco speaking Spanish. And Anvil, you don't know what the Anvil can't on. understand Spanish, exactly. What would you tell him who you're talking to? Oh, I'd say it was the TV. Wait a minute. No, 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 but I'm saying to, to Anvil, oh. when you're speaking Spanish, who are you saying? My best girlfriend, Doris. Who's Cuban? Doris is Cuban. That's a Cuban name now? Yes, Dorita. What the fuck's going on? Okay. Dorita. And so that's going on. Yep. Do you think you're more in love? All right, so you go back after sophomore year summer. Mm. Are you more in love with Anvil? Are you saying love with Anvil? Are you using the love um, word at that point? I think eventually. Yeah, I think eventually we got there too. So you're with two dudes that mm -hmm. you're saying love to. Do you cheat on Anvil with other dudes when he's not around in Florida? Mm, I don't think so. I think when I was with Anvil, that was only for maybe like a few months or a half year. And during that time, Anvil put it down so good, I didn't need to. Wow. Yeah. She was but laying in bed exhausted. Anvil, there was a little boyfriends here and there or, you know, just little college flings. My God. Yeah. Let me ask uh, this. Um, that was that was my wild <laughs> You're like, do you have years. Anvil's Those number? my wild years. <laughs> After that, I calmed down, I swear. <laughs> Growing that was, up. That was a wild time. What, middle class? To get it out, college years. And Seaford middle, middle class? class. Yeah. Middle class Jewish family. Yeah, we're doing just fine. Well, but no, but the question is this: How were you taught sex by the family? What was was sex dirty? Was something? How you was I taught sex by my family? I don't family. mean it like sex that. Sex is never discussed but, to but the that's family. What I mean. It wasn't taught anything. It was something that was just <laughs> hidden, and no one was talked like no one. It was never brought up, and it was kind of you dirty then, correct? Yes. Once again, proves that this is the same thing as what I was saying earlier. I'm if I have a daughter, I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just going to teach family, yeah, fucking, a four. I don't care if people say, I'm <laughs> going to get it in their head so that way they know what the fuck it is, they get bored with it, <laughs> they become Mormons, whatever the fuck, and they just, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I think it, it, when it, it's taught that it's dirty, mm -hmm. it becomes more appealing because you are running amok. I mean, mm -hmm. that has a lot to do yeah. with it being swept under the carpet. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what that shit is. Yeah. So you go back, you got Anvil in your pocket now, so now yes. you don't even fucking need Tuco anymore. Nope. You, you don't even need him anymore. And how do you tell him? Um, how did I tell him? How did yes. I break up with Fernand? And how did he re react? Um, well, at first I just kind of like stopped taking his calls and his texts because it was annoying. And I just woke up one day. I'm like, my life is a lie. My love life is a lie. I have to tell all my girlfriends about the guys that I'm juggling so none of them mess it up if they meet one of them. This is getting ridiculous. I just want to focus on my friends and family in school. This is getting so stupid. So um, yeah, I just kind of slowly fade him out. And then one day when I took his call, I'm like, you know what? We're done. I can't do this anymore. Just like that. Did he freak out? And then, you know, I was kind enough to break up with him in person when I got home from school. But, of course, he freaked out. He was crying and flowers and gifts and driving by my house constantly and the family was oh involved. Again. Yeah, oh it was it was nuts. But I was just like, no, never again. And but, I just ignored him forever. But now this time, the family calling, all the other, the begging back, the stalking doesn't mean shit because nope. you are once again playing with house money. You have yeah, another you have somebody. Another. Yeah. And then, so it's done. Done. And then you go back for your junior year. You go back to Anvil. Um. Well, Anvil uh, disappeared. Anvil, An Anvil disappeared because he went to jail and he lied to me about it. 
Like, he just disappeared. I'm not touching that. I'm not (laughs) even going to say anything. I'm going to tell you straight up, the KKK would really like this episode. I know. Guys, this is the worst. We're really proving their fucking arguments right now. Holy shit. Wait, wait. Can I just say my parents are Salvadorian and Mexican, very good people. I met them. Work very hard. Your dad, I named Ulysses. (laughs) Yeah, you named him Ulysses. The Salvadorian never went to jail. The Jamaican guy went to jail. All right. I'm okay with that, then. (laughs) No, the family is wonderful. I still love the family. I wish I could be cool with the family like that. They were so sweet to me. Oh, wow. They're so great, and I hope they never find out that I cheated on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to simulcast this into uh, I wish there was an essay. What is it, that button that they tell you on the ball games that you could press on the TV, and then just all of a sudden Michael K is replaced by a Spanish guy? Can we get a version where we just press a button? Oh, SAP. SAP. And then all of a sudden it's a Spanish version of me. <laughs> I'd love to hear the Spanish version of me. Cuando, cuando, cuando. Just yelling shit. No, <laughs> So, let's break it down. we got to wrap it up, because uh, I have to go uh, host a show. You're going to rock it. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm always, I'm <laughs> always pessimistic before. Um, <laughs> do you think this was more love, or do you think this was more lust? No, it was definitely more love, because the sex... It did become love. Yeah, it did. With all the torture and all the emotions in it. And really, once I started having sex with other people, I realized that Tuco's sex was not that good. <laughs> so, it moved from lust to, to love. Painful, strange love. But the strange came from the, his desire for you mm-hmm. and that you were wanted mm-hmm. and the effort that was put towards it by someone who wanted you so bad he didn't speak your language but just knew he wanted you. Yeah, yeah. And I learned Spanish to be with him. It was like a crossing barriers language. It was cool. It was really cool. Do you almost feel like you were living a movie when yes. you were doing it and that was part of the attraction? Yes. I wrote an essay on it in college and I read it back and I'm like, this sounds like a movie. This was it in nuts. Spanish? Was it a Spanish essay? Um, Spanish and English. I did mm. two versions. Oh my God. Yeah. She was SAP button before the SAP <laughs> Yeah. <button. laughs> and I wanted to be an immigration attorney so I could help his family and people like that. Like I was so committed. It oh was nuts. God. Then was once totally you were out of the relationship, you're like, fuck them. No, I still want to be an immigration attorney years no. after. It just didn't work out because yeah. I'm not that great of a student. <laughs> now instead, sh- I do radio. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's unbelievable. This is this is great. Um, no regrets? No regrets. No regrets. This is therapy for me. This is the first time I've spoke about it openly like this, just letting everybody know all my flaws out there. Don't That's what care. We're here for. No regrets. you got to get your stories out. It's not yeah. flaws. It's experiences. That's it. Exactly. There you go. All right. Let's get to some plugs right here. Uh, how do we find you, Jessica? You can find me on www.comedianjessicastern.com. That's comedian, J-E-S-S-I-C-A-S-T-E-R-N.com. I have a few shows coming up. I have some funny clips, some great videos to watch. Check it out. Do you want to plug a show? Plug a show. We don't talk any comedy till the end with plugs so you, this was perfect I don't have my schedule in front of me okay go, go to the website go to the go website, website. <laughs> check it out Tanya my dear friend um, you can find me on Twitter at hey Mr. Booker I'm starting a nationwide campaign to get a Mr. Cory Booker to date my sister nice. and <laughs> that might be a whole episode yeah. next time when you're back John, producer John you want to come on the mic and, and plug uh, stand up because I'll probably screw it up <laughs> plug, plug the club and the labs we're at Stand Up New York Comedy Club on 78th and Broadway. Please come by anytime and check us out at StandUpNY.com. And this is Stand Up New York Labs. Thank you, John. God bless you. The best in the business. Um, and, of course, you can find me at Mad Dog Matter on Twitter, Facebook. The website should be up by now. I have a publicist every three minutes. He's like, hey, what do you think of this? So like, let's get the fucker up yet. Let's just get <laughs> I'm just busting balls, Jason. You're, you're just wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm here a lot. I'm usually here on the weekends. A lot of fun. Um, this has been great. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Tony, for you uh, so much, guest hosting. Dog. Anytime, my dear. Uh, Super Tramp in the booth. Johnny, love you guys. Man, we'll see you next week, my people. Uh, this really feels good. I'm going to be honest. At this point, I have not listened to a single episode yet, but we all leave here feeling good about it because this is just what we need to let it all out. And we'll see you next week. And remember, babies, we're all worth a million in prizes. Don't forget that, babies. I'm out. Good night. Boom.